Hello, and welcome to the Two Ball Brothers in a Microphone podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. I'm here with Pete Skelly. How are you doing, Pete? I'm doing well. Wanted to have a conversation with you about a recent podcast that I did with uh, Bruce Harple. We were talking about Excel, and I think sort of just like our conversation that we just had where a lot of customers... um, ask us to help out with the provisioning process, uh, often with the applications that we create, a lot of customers start off with building, for like it or not, prototyping something on Excel, and then um, using that as sort of like the initial requirements of the sort of the, I'll call it an MVP, but just something that gets them started out in the right direction. And then what I talked with Bruce about was sort of, where do we go from there? Like, what are the next steps? And how does this initial, um, call it a prototype of uh, an application, start off in Excel and then grow into something that might be a, you might start moving some of the content into a SharePoint list. And then you might start looking at a different UI where you might um, you know, put a different front end on it. And then you might start thinking about, well, I want, do I want to have this more as like a mobile app and then just sort of the different directions that you can go into um, with, and this is really about sort of line of business applications that people create. And that's, that's what we talked about it. And Bruce had a nice sort of, um, I think he picked up the idea up from you, which was sort of the different levels of that type of app, sort of the different maturity levels that mm-hmm. we often see and how can we, you know, pick up with something that where you've, you might've outgrown Excel and then where do you go from there? And so not just the technology, but also the process that we might have for, for helping a client out in that certain situation. So Mm -hmm. does that make sense? You see this on projects a lot. Any other comments that you might have about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the, the conversation Bruce and I, we had a brief conversation about it and, and Uh there's kind of two, two components to it. One um, in late, uh, mid-September, late September timeframe, um, I think it was September, maybe, maybe later than that. I can't even remember. Um, uh, we did the Atlanta version of the office developer bootcamp and, uh, that office of a global office developer bootcamp focused on, uh, kind of office technologies from a developer perspective. So giving folks a, a free day of, of training from NVP and community members, um, sort of a, a free day of training in things like SharePoint framework and uh-huh. teams and all the development, um, you know, the new cutting edge development uh, capabilities and options in Office 365 as a suite, if you want to call it that. And so one of the things that I did, uh, I presented on Office add-ins and what's new in Office add-ins and, and what's available. And and to kind of bring it back to Bruce's discussion, one of the things that we're doing um, with customers these days is talking about digital workplace, uh, you know, the, the progression, where you are in, um, in, in sort of a, um, are you a beginner? Are you at a basic level? Are you mm-hmm. advanced? Where are you in a capability or a maturity model? So beginner uh, or basic, advanced, stri- strategic, or visionary. And Bruce and I had a conversation about, you know, we see a lot of customers taking something like a business process built in Excel and reaching a point where 
working within Excel um, reaches some threshold, whether yeah. that's shipping that thing around an email just becomes unwieldy. Uh, maybe customers reach a point where, well, you know what, we're we're actually using co-authoring in Office 365, but um, we we have some complex things that we want to do, and we don't want to step on each other's toes, or we we want additional functionality. Uh, or we want to pull in data from other sources, um, and that's a frequent occurrence. It's one of the things that if you have an Excel process, but then you want to put it into SharePoint as a, say, a SharePoint app or a Teams app, um, one of the logical places is to go to an Office add-in. And so um, the the talk that I did was more about Office add-ins in general, um, but Office add-ins are available in Word and PowerPoint uh, Excel, uh, Outlook, et cetera. And they really have three kind of main components. Um, they, they really benefit developers, uh, users and administrators. Um, so, you know, I can kind of go into each of those areas, just to maybe a few bullet points for each, if you want to do that. That sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so Bruce um, probably mentioned you know progressing through um, you know starting with an Excel app, and if you look and think broad terms for any Office add-in, um, the benefits to a developer are really writing once and running across multiple platforms. So an Office add-in. Um, out of the box, once you create an Office add-in, is going to run in an Office client. So if I create a Word add-in, for example, it's going to run on Word for a Mac. Uh, it'll run on Windows. It'll run on an iOS device, uh, a phone or a tablet. Uh, it'll even run an Android. Um, so uh, And it'll run just in a, in a web browser in Office web apps. So I get great coverage if I create one of these as a developer. I have the ability to kind of impact a huge number of users. Office is used by a billion people. So, I mean, if you can if you can build an app that that addresses just your business or yeah. or even a big customer, it's a huge number of of potential users. Um, they're very quick to kind of experiment and iterate with. So it's a very familiar model. They're now web applications in effect. Uh, so there's a JavaScript API that lets you interact with most Office applications. Um, there's a common API surface that lets you do common things like insert text uh, and read text from Outlook from a mail message, for example. Um, but then there's also specific things like in Excel, you have uh, access to creating tables and ranges and charts and a whole bunch of things. Um, but in the end, uh, the developer experience is a very familiar uh, open web technology um, and kind of reusing your, your current technical skills. So okay. uh, especially for Office developers, folks familiar with SharePoint framework development, for example, uh, this kind of just, it, it's an easy um, on-road uh, to kind of developing Office add-ins. And then also from... Uh, a developer perspective, you get to access all the goodness of, of kind of Office 365, et cetera, by using graph APIs. So uh, in the end, if you want to look at a SharePoint list or you want to integrate with Teams or say you wanted to write a report, um, you can do all of those things from inside an Office add-in. Um, and then from a user perspective, um, this is the biggest benefit to me is it allows a user to work in the context of an office app that they're used to working in. You're mm -hmm. not trying to say, hey, go use another application. You're actually giving them 
um, functionality inside of the application that they use to do their job every day. If I use PowerPoint and I'm, you know, a marketing person and I make, um, you know, marketing slides and I'm, I'm working on sales presentations, um, why not just let me stay in there, but give me access to common things that I'm going to need to do my job. Uh, maybe uh, a common repository for assets. Uh, so if I have somebody working in Adobe InDesign and giving me designs um, and I want to store those and retrieve those very quickly, mm-hmm. I could create an add-in for PowerPoint that actually looks at that InDesign uh, location, grabs me all those files and pulls in those images uh, right into PowerPoint where I am. Um, so really from a user perspective, it's a, it's a great way to say, I actually want to be in the application. I don't want to leave. I want to keep the context I have, but I want everything to come to me. Um, and then you have the, the cross platform and safe installation. There's no MSI installer. This is a website. So effectively, once you add an add in, it's there. You're not mm-hmm. going to reinstall anything. If the website quote updates, if your add in has an update, it's just going to update. It's going to be auto-updated behind the scenes. So from a developer and a user perspective, they're, they're great as far as being able to say, hey, once I have this add-in, I'm going to get features and, and functionality added just along the way. And then one of the big knocks in the old world of uh, add-ins, we've written a few for customers in the past, and, and the biggest issue was from an administration perspective. Sure. So, Sure. Administering these, deploying these, worrying about, well, do I do click once? Uh, do I have a, an MSI installer? What am I going to do when the uh, client has, um, lo- when the administrators have locked down laptops and I don't have administrative privileges? All of that kind of disappears. But from an administrator perspective, you don't lose control. You can centrally deploy these from an Office 365 uh, tenant. You also have the ability to update these on the fly. You can deploy and assign those add-ins to individuals, groups, um, specific users. Uh, So say you want the marketing team to have that PowerPoint add-in, you can restrict that add-in to just those users. Um, And then you get the ability to monitor usage and deployment inside. This is coming. It's not uh, fully released yet, but um, inside of the uh, Office portal, um, so the Office admin portal, uh, being able to look at what you have deployed and how it's deployed, how it's being used, et cetera. So really powerful stuff. Awesome. And I, I assume, like I know from add-ins in the past, it sounds like, it's it, number one, it addresses a lot of the issues that we've run into in the add-ins with the past, because I think um, the idea of it, uh, both you and I as Mac users, that we can use them on Macs. Yeah, and, then, yeah. um, and also the, you know, just the, the issues around not really... The good old days when you really didn't know you, when you were relying on things on the client and it not always being there and st- all that sort of headache that you have to deal with sounds like we're this is a, definitely working around a lot of those issues. But I know you know I, when I hear add-ons I, I, or add-ins, I think of Outlook and its add-ins and mm-hmm. um, and some of the frustration that I've run through those in the years. But then also I think recently I. Are we? Is this also apply to like Microsoft Teams, or does Teams have an add-in type of thing, or how does that play into this? So that's a very interesting question. Um, the development model mm-hmm. is very similar. Okay. Uh, so the concepts behind um, loading 
apps in Teams, mm-hmm. SharePoint framework uh, add-ins and extensions, and Office add-ins, that development model is very similar. And, and you'll probably see Microsoft move towards that in even more areas. Um, so uh, while they're not exactly the same, mm-hmm. um, much of the tooling is very similar. Um, for example, uh, SharePoint Framework has a Yeoman generator to generate a web part or uh, application extension project for SharePoint Framework, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, Teams has a very similar Yeoman generator. It uses very similar client development technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you can use a SharePoint Framework web part inside of Teams uh, with some okay. very minor modifications. So very similar model. Office is exactly the same. Uh, you have a Yeoman generator client side. You basically run a node Yeoman generator that stubs out your project, uh, similar JavaScript TypeScript style development. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, while not exactly one-to-one, uh, that's a very similar model. Uh, mm-hmm. there are certain things that have to be done in iframes because you're in, in, in kind of a web world, mm-hmm. um, Authentication authorization. Um, so, if you're trying to authenticate to an uh, Office 365 tenant, very similar uh, across those tools. So, yeah, it, great question because it's yeah. very similar. It seems like, and and I I have to deal with this because you hear me sort of grappling with um, where we are from a collaboration standpoint inside of organizations. And for many years, we. You know, we we've talked about intranets and SharePoint, and now we're starting to you know we're we're talking about some new products coming into play, like like Teams for for um, for getting work done within small teams, and then there's you know this aspect of extending it where we're not talking about a website on SharePoint, where we're talking about extending out the Office suite itself. It just sort of reminds me that why there's there's you know we're starting to get our arms around and really trying to de- describe these as digital workplaces that overword used trendy term because yeah. it's 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 not an intranet it's not just the office suite it's not just these it's using all these things together to get work done and um, you know how it's how that's evolving over time and uh, I think it's what's interesting with this as well is that. Um, how we're using a lot of the web technologies, whereas you know, before we would use a lot of more of client side type of things and how it's going in that direction and to help address a lot of what the web, web technologies can address. So it's interesting to see this evolve over time. Yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it's been really fascinating to have some conversations with customers recently mm-hmm. about switching from just an intranet conversation yeah. to talking about, well, what is, you know, and I, I get it, it's a marketing term, but it is an apt term. It's a very, you know, relevant way to say it. It's a digital workplace um, because that helps people kind of define, well, what's the outcome I'm looking for? It's mm-hmm. not just about building an intranet and having a bunch of web pages. Yeah. Um, it's about trying to find out, well, I want, I want to communicate to certain audiences and I want to target that communication. I want to make sure it shows up and I want to track the effectiveness of that communication. That's one way. Um, but then you might have a, a very specific business process that you just want to streamline and you want to make sure you have very efficient process and, and a lot of data is captured through it. So mm-hmm. kind of moves again back to that 
well, where are you on that maturity level? Are you basic, advanced, strategic, or visionary? And sometimes this pushes into that strategic, the office add-ins pushes into that strategic and visionary category of, well, I have bus- very, very, um, very specific business outcomes that I want to achieve, and I have processes that are already built and use specific applications like Word or Excel or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I want to make sure that I, I don't, don't pull people out of what they're comfortable in, for example, Excel, and keep them there, but add functionality and get even more value out of what what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. great stuff. Yeah, and I this is, um, yeah, when we talk about building line of business applications, and and really to me, it's trying to figure out. Um, <laughs> What are the things that your business, you know, you can address it from the point of um, how can we build something that, you know, uh, increases revenue for your business? What sort of key business apps can we create for you? And this is another way that we could, you know, earlier you were trying to give like an, you were giving an example of maybe I need to pull in some information from different systems. Um, I really think for us where I think people will be wanting to build the building these ad add-ins would be for their line of business. So what are what's the unique things that your business does where having an application where you can keep people in Excel and provide you know, additional information or additional functionality that gives them the capability to do their job better and the capability for the organization to make more money or whatever you're trying to address from a business standpoint. Yeah, it, it, I think it goes back to what Microsoft's trying to do across the board. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if you look at the four kind of areas they're focusing on, collaboration, security and compliance, uh, intelligence and ana- analytics and mobility, this, this kind of covers all of them. Yeah. The, to me, an office add-in says, well, I can, I can be collaborative because I can do co-authoring, but inside of the, the add-in, you could actually have things like, okay, let me pull the conversations from Teams or let me pull other information uh, from inside of, of OneNote, for example. Um, the You also it's secure, right? That's, mm-hmm. you're going to use that office 365 backing Azure active directory to make sure that you're compliant, that you're, you're secure in what you're doing. Um, but I look at it as from, you know, I could have these things on my phone. Yeah. Uh, if I'm a manager, I can keep track of all the stats. I can look at everything from, you know, even if it's an approval mechanism inside of word, or I can have feedback inside of word. Um, the big thing to me is intelligence and analytics because now, now, um, as you're inside of an application, now you can bring additional intelligence. Think um, adding in things like cognitive services, um, doing sentiment analysis inside of Word, for example, on the fly, uh, offering different alternatives, um, building documents on the fly if you're in Word or in PowerPoint that are based on other templates. So it's about, you know, how can I make people faster and not necessarily keep them, you know, in a typical, well, I've got to go hunt down some images from a standard image library. Bring them to them you know put it right in the task in the task pane on their left hand side of the screen make people even that much more efficient nobody wants to work harder right so these things make people work much much smarter so that's great well thank you for covering this topic with me and thank you everybody for listening and have a wonderful day thanks pete great thanks bye-bye